All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Hoops Podcast. It is Thursday, September the 14th, 2017, and on today's episode is the interview that I did with Alabama head coach Avery Johnson, and this is one that I've certainly been looking forward to, had lined up uh, for a little while now. Like I said, we had Ben Howland on the show yesterday, and now catching up with Avery Johnson to talk about this Alabama team, and you guys know if you listen to this podcast um, you know, it's certainly quite the anticipation now for, for this upcoming season. And I've talked about it before, uh, just, just kind of discussing how people in the state of Alabama, you know, radio guys there, I've talked about my good friends there, uh, Drew Armand, Brett Beard, guys like that who do radio in Alabama, and they just constantly are talking about, you know, listen, Blake, we, we haven't seen it like this before. It's been so long, you know, if ever we've seen this kind of anticipation for, for the upcoming season like Alabama's going to have this year. And, and as I mentioned in the interview, you know, it's certainly warranted because we, we look at the roster, we look at the overall makeup of this team, and there's just there, there are a few things not to like. I mean, there's just so many different aspects that I think Alabama could excel in this year. And when we look back last year, you know, it feels like, you know, Alabama didn't make the NCAA tournament last year, but it certainly feels like, you know, they found a lot of different things and they were able to work out some things. Now, that was basically on defense. On offense, we know the struggles they had, and Avery Johnson talked about that in the interview in discussing how that's going to kind of completely change this year in terms of how they're going to play at a higher tempo. They now have guys in there. We've talked about the freshmen, Sexton, Petty, uh, to go along with Ingram, Key, all those guys as well. And so now it's just a matter of improving on what was their biggest weakness in terms of just offensive consistency They've solved that problem because I just think we're going to have, there's going to be very few times this year where we look up and say, well, Alabama scoring drought without a field goal, you know, for six, seven minutes. That's just not going to happen this year. Uh, There are too many different options on this team to go to now on the offensive end of the floor. And so we talked about that a little bit with Avery Johnson, just kind of discussed this roster, uh, the development of guys like Key, Ingram, uh, the big guys inside, Dante Hall, Daniel Giddens. Uh, Alex Reese and then he also threw in a little nugget uh, in there as well and talking about the roster about Herb Jones kind of compared him to a young Scotty Pippen you know which I put out on Twitter that's quite the compliment uh, to talk about a guy like that and we talk about Jones I mean he's someone who kind of gets lost in the shuffle because all the attention is on you know guys like Sexton and Petty and even Reese at times uh, but they're, they're just so many different weapons on this team he has a lot of great athletes so they're going to be a very long team going to be able to do some different things on defense um, and so it is. It's going to be quite the season, I think, in Tuscaloosa. And that's no surprise to you guys who listen to this podcast regularly. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to catch up with Avery Johnson. So let's go ahead and dive into the interview with Alabama head coach Avery Johnson. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Marching to Madness podcast. I am excited to welcome in Alabama head coach Avery Johnson and coach uh, to start off with here, uh, just talking about your trip this summer to Canada, you know, just the bonding experience, the chance to kind of find that on-court chemistry between your your talented freshman class there and your returners. Uh, As you look back on that, kind of what was your biggest takeaway from your time spent there? Well, my biggest takeaway uh, from our time spent in Canada was that our team has some pretty good chemistry. Um, we, we were looking to uh, build that chemistry uh, starting off the court first. 
just by a lot of the different dinners and practices and uh, different experiences that we had in Canada off the court. And we thought if we could build that off the court, it would carry on the court. And, and it did. I saw a lot of guys really supporting each other, guys moving the basketball, uh, passing the ball to the open man. Uh, guys just made the right basketball play. And we weren't always successful, but uh, I really think that this team's heart is in the right place. And I, I saw a lot of that uh, on the court and off the court in Canada. And Coach, uh, moving to your roster here, talking about Braxton Key, I mean, here's a guy who was so productive really across the board in a lot of different areas as a freshman. Uh, and talking about your off-season workouts there, what have maybe been some areas that you and your staff have kind of focused on with him just to kind of help him expand his game even further now going into his sophomore season? Yeah, Braxton um, had a really nice, uh, solid freshman season for us, you know, making the first team all-freshman SEC. And uh, that was a, that was a huge honor. Uh, for for um, not only you know our team, but for him to be recognized uh, at playing at a high level, uh, he's come back this year after declaring for the draft and returning to school. Uh, he's gotten stronger. Uh, he's worked on his balance. He's worked on his decision making, his shot, uh, and really more than anything, just being a leader. You know, he was voted one of our captains this year by his teammates. And I think he's embraced that leadership role. And, Coach, talking about Dazon Ingram, I mean, here's a guy watching him play down the stretch last season, and you talked about this, kind of felt like he played his best basketball and then really putting on those standout performances he had at the SEC tournament here in Nashville. How do you kind of envision his role just expanding even further now going into this season? Well, Dazon is a very versatile uh, player. You know, he can play a lot of different positions. And, and more than anything, he has just great size and court awareness. And, um, you know, he's an unbelievable teammate. And, but, you know, here's a guy that shot over 40% from the three-point line. And, and the year before, we, we barely could get him to attempt the three. So he's really expanding his game. He's building, you know, he's gained a lot more confidence, especially with his body because, you know, his first year – he uh, was out with the foot injury, but he's come back bigger, stronger, and uh, better. And I'm looking for him to have another solid uh, season for us because we're going to need his experience. And, Coach, going to the front court, uh, develop, development of your big men there. Dante Hall obviously returns. You add in guys like Daniel Giddens, a very talented freshman guy, and Alex Reese. Uh, what excites you just the most about the dynamics of this front court group and kind of how they'll factor into your, the success of your team there? Well, the, the, the one thing about all those kids, they can all move. Um, they're all, you know, they can get up and down the floor. Uh, they, they can all rebound the basketball. Pretty, you know, pretty good pick and roll defenders, and um, but you know, with Alex Reese, he gives us a little bit more versatility because he's a kid that can step out and shoot the three. He can play some four. He can play some five. Uh, Daniel and Dante gives us a lot of muscle inside, uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to finish around the basket better than we did last year. We were a really good rebounding team, but we just weren't. Uh, as good as finishing our shots inside as we needed to be. And, and then, you know, once we did get fouled, uh, we, we need our, we didn't have great free throw shooting last year along the front line. So I'm hoping, you know, 
with these new guys coming in, with Dante improving his free throw shooting, that we could be a much better free throw shooting team, especially with our big guys inside. And coach, you talked about just the leadership aspect of a guy like Braxton Key, and a couple guys we haven't talked about yet. That's Avery Junior, Riley Norris, Armand Davis. These are all upperclassmen guys that played key roles for you last season. Uh, what do you expect from them, just kind of going into the season and helping the freshman guys, like we've talked about, Colin Sexton, John Petty, all those guys get acclimated both on and off the floor. Yes, and and those guys have been huge, you know. And I can, you know, obviously you know, point out Avery Jr., you know, he's he's a he's a natural born leader and and uh he, he was our most improved player last year. And and I didn't have a vote by the way because I didn't <laughs> vote on it. But but uh you know with our coaches staff and uh the players they all voted for him and and um you know he had a nice year for us and we need him to come back even uh, more um confident and stronger and tougher and and, and provide even better leadership uh, to our young guys. And Riley Norris is a senior. He's been in the program now in the SEC for three years, played for us for two years. And, you know, he's a guy that can play multiple positions. And he's a hard hat guy. He, you know, he brings his lunch pail every day. And um, so it's just going to be pretty um, interesting and exciting trying to blend in five freshmen in a red shirt which gives us a total of six new players this year uh, to combine those guys' talents with all of the returning players. And hopefully we'll be a little bit more of an up-tempo team, team that can shoot it a little bit better. I'm not sure if we're going to be as good a rebounding team because I'm hoping we won't have to rebound as many misses. And coach, talking about, you know, obviously your first two years there, defense has really been, you know, quite a strength for you guys and the way you guys have played defense. We've seen what it can do for teams. We talk about a team like South Carolina last year with that defense. Now you you add more size and speed with the guys you talked about. Does that kind of allow you to add in some new wrinkles defensively as well? Absolutely. It gives us a chance. And we've been experimenting with some new wrinkles and uh, we're so much longer on the perimeter. You know, we haven't even talked about a kid like Herb Jones. You know, he he probably out of high school, he didn't get as much attention as some of the other guys. But we think this kid, you know, he's six eight and a half, left-handed, has a lot of similarities to a young Scottie Pippen um, before he went to college. And uh, so it gives you a lot more flexibility to be, try some, mix up your defenses a little bit more, get a little bit more creative but at the same time, we're going to have to be a hard-nosed man-to-man defensive team. Hey, Coach, moving to your, your non-conference slate there. I mean, there are a lot of teams on your non-conference schedule that will be considered favorites or pretty much near the top of their conference. How important was it for you just to kind of build a schedule like this to prepare for what we all know will be a much-improved SEC this season? Yeah, it's very strategic. Um, you know, we sat down in Houston, Houston, which is spelled like Houston, we sat down and uh, really analyzed our schedule and we, we had some weak spots in our schedule and uh, we, we did the best that we could do under the circumstances for the first two years, but we thought we needed to take that next step. And collectively as our entire staff got together and everybody looked at it, we thought this was the way to go. So a lot of the teams on our schedule are terrific teams, uh, you know, Rhode Island and, uh, UT Arlington and Louisiana Tech, you know, those schools may not get as much attention 
and some of the other schools. But these are teams that we think are going to be tournament teams. We all know about the Arizonas and the Texas and Oklahoma uh, of the world, but you know, and, and and we also play Memphis. But we think we have a strong non-conference. From what we're hearing, we have one of the strongest non-conference schedules in the country uh, on paper. So we hope that pay dividends for us, so that we can not only you know survive in the non-conference, but you know get ready for a tough SEC, which I think the SEC, the way it's stacking up this year, could potentially have seven teams in in the tournament, uh, based on who's coming back, the terrific coaches that we have in our our league and and hopefully at the end when it's all over we'll have a much better resume uh than we had last year and coach finally uh what we've been doing this summer we you know we've talked to 75 80 coaches this summer on here and i know one thing our listeners enjoy talking about is kind of the the past influences of guys you've been with throughout your career uh, you know the influence of a guy like ben job who was your coach at southern who, who passed away in march and then obviously greg popovich with the Spurs, how have those two guys kind of continued to shape your coaching philosophy throughout the years? Oh, wow. I miss Coach Job. Uh, you're right. He passed away March 10th uh, of this year. And just the the opportunity to have him living two hours away in Montgomery and coming to a lot of our games because he was a scout for the, for the Knicks and just having that access to him and being able to bounce different things off of him over the years and, um, I'm hoping that this year our style of offense will make Coach Job smile in heaven because it was painful for him watching us sometime <laughs> the first two years. But I'm hoping that he'll 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 be proud of us with the way we we're going to attempt to you know play a little bit more uh, uh, up tempo offensively this year. And and I just think from Pop's standpoint, you know he's he's you know another one another coach that's been in my life for a long time. When a lot of people didn't believe in me, Coach Job and Coach Popovich believed in my abilities, uh, both as a player and a coach. And Pop, you know, believes in discipline and teamwork and unselfishness and professionalism and all of those things. So hopefully our teams will, be, you know, be able to embody that as they continue to grow and mature. But you're right, two very, very strong role models and mentors in my life and men that I think are unbelievable, unbelievable human beings uh, uh, terrific basketball coaches, but uh, just even better people. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I'm really glad to catch up with you. I know myself covering SEC basketball and get to see you guys play a lot this year. So I look forward to talking to you again here soon. Okay, thanks a lot. Roll Tide. All right, that was my interview with Alabama head coach Avery Johnson. It was really just enjoyed catching up with him and talking about this Alabama team, dissecting the roster, discussing the schedule a little bit. And look, you know, we go into every season, and you can only look at stuff on paper before the season gets started. But as I've said many times now, uh, there's just so much to like about this Alabama team on paper in discussing just that roster itself, uh, just the interesting, versatile type of players that they have on there. And he talked about that versatility in being able to to kind of have the the benefit of, of playing a lot of these different guys in different you know spots, and I think that's something where they have guys who can excel in a lot of different areas, and that's always important uh, to be able to do that. And you know, we just talk about this team, and, and they're loaded with talent. And like I mentioned with the non conference schedule, I mean that's a schedule that's going to test Alabama. And we always talk about all the things that, that need to go right in, in order to make you know that trip to March, that trip to the NCAA tournament, 
you have to have a lot of different things go your way. And to, to not only do that, but to advance in the NCAA tournament, with this kind of schedule, Alabama is going to be battle-tested before they get into SEC play. And then not only that, but we all, we know what kind of challenges they're going to face in the SEC, but then you get a team lumped in there in Oklahoma in the Big 12 SEC Challenge that's going to be much improved from what they were last year. Uh, and then we've already talked about that that trip to Arizona in and of itself is going to be that's going to tell us a whole lot, just kind of about the mindset, the mentality of a team like Alabama, uh, depending on where they are at that point. So uh, I'll definitely reason to be very excited if you're an Alabama fan heading into the upcoming season. Uh, this is definitely one of those teams, when we talk about the teams that can challenge for the SEC regular season title, Alabama is definitely right in there. So Thanks again for listening to the podcast. As always, um, be sure you're subscribed. Go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Tubes. You can subscribe on there for free. Uh, that way you don't miss any of these episodes we have going on. Uh, at this point, like I said, I mean, these will kind of be sporadic until the start of the season. Uh, trying to do as many as I can each week. But, you know, obviously when we have interviews, they will definitely be going up as soon as possible uh, with coaches, and I've really just been excited about being able to, to touch base with a lot of different coaches in the SEC now. Uh, you know, we've touched base with a lot of head coaches. We've talked with a couple assistants uh, as well, and there are other guys on the way that are lined up right now, head coaches. So we look forward to getting those guys on as well to keep things going over at southeasthoops.com. So thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time.